The Diehard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Store and their big Cyber Monday sale, 20% off everything in the store for one day only. This Monday, using the promo code CYBER at store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Welcome, everyone, to the Diet Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sean Second, the Money Green, with my fellow diehards, Rob and Justin. The Eagles win 17 to 16. They don't cover the spread. I feel like we've been having a lot of games like these where it's a win, but the way they look, the expectations we have for this team, it almost feels like a loss. AJ Brown with the big fumble offense seems to just not be firing on all cylinders. Offensive lines have been struggling a little bit. The defense only let up 16 points, but it's, it's tough to feel confident about this defense right now. Justin, are you more worried about the offense or the defense right now? You know, I was thinking about this and Man, the offense does worry me a little bit. I mean, they have been a little limp and stale the past couple of games. I mean, they only scored 17 against the Colts, 21 against the Commanders, but they were going against, you know, above average defenses um, in the rushing and passing game. So I, I do think they need to be a little bit more creative, but I think the big thing there is Goddard. And if we could get Goddard back, you know, I think he's due back, what, three weeks or whatnot. Um, I, I think – there's not much to worry about there. I think that'll change things up. So I, I would say defense overall. Um, biggest reason just being the fact that, you know, we haven't really played a great offense as of late. Uh, we're going to go play Rodgers, obviously. Great quarterback. I know this isn't his year, especially with the broken thumb, but we'll be able to see kind of what a what a good, better quarterback can do against our defense. Um, but even with that, I mean, who are we going to play that's that good until the playoffs? So I, I think there is still a little bit to be desired with their defense, even with the turnover ratio that we have, even with the fact that we signed, you know, Sue and Joseph to clog that hole while Davis is out. Um, I, that is still a little bit of a, a little bit more of a concern to me at the moment. Rob, what about you? I know you've always been a, uh, you've been team uh, Jonathan Gannon hater, but it seems like maybe uh, some hate deserves to be thrown on uh, Shane Steichen, Nick Sirianni for this offense, just not quite firing on all cylinders lately. Uh, no, I'm still worried about the defense. Justin <laughs> sounded a lot like me there, by the way. Um, <laughs> total lack of confidence. Um, look, I, I have concerns. Um about the offense, obviously, they haven't looked sharp. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I think maybe they need to reset and just kind of get back to the running game and let that open up the passing game again. Um, but I ultimately think they are going to figure it out. I think the commanders and the Colts do have above average defenses. Um, 
you know, maybe they're adjusting, figuring it out with life without Goddard. Obviously, he was a big part of the offense. So I am still concerned about the defense. Um, I still don't think we've truly been tested by a great offense. And um, although Rodgers obviously is a is a good quarterback, I, I don't think the team as a whole really has the tools to test us. So until we have that game where we really beat that offense, you know, I, you know, for example, going into that Dallas game, uh, you know, Christmas Eve, I'm going to be worried about the defense a lot more than the offense. So um, if you're asking me which one, I'm sticking with that, and I'm sure that's no surprise to anyone. Yeah, I mean, I guess on the plus side, you know, they had that first drive where they got pushed around. Jonathan Taylor had like 49, or they had 49 rushing yards. And then after that, though, they tightened up. Um, Linval Joseph uh, and Dominican Sue. Both had um, impacts. They, I think, they had split a sack too. So, uh, the fact that they were able to like jump right in and already kind of impacting the defense—that's that was to me was a good sign. At least, I, as far as the offense, it, it does seem like we need a little bit more creativity. I don't know if they've kind of figured out what we're up to or um, whatever it is. Like, I think we are pretty basic as far as our schemes go, and. It does seem like defenses are a little on to us. That last drive, that uh, game-winning drive by Jalen Hurts, I liked it. But a lot of people are critiquing, you know, Jalen Hurts saying, "Hey, they protected him. They didn't call any pass plays, or well, they did call one pass play. It ended up being that massive PI." But most of the, the other than that, it was runs, some design runs by Jalen Hurts. I'm kind of okay with that because I do think when the back, when our backs are against the wall, I don't mind putting the the ball in Jalen's hands and letting him run, especially on third and short, fourth and short, fourth and goal, third and goal in must win situations. I think he is a tough guy to stop. But do you think uh, that's something to be concerned about, Rob, long term? Like, do, is this a sign in your mind that they're out on Hurts or? Are you taking any sort of uh, insight from it? No, I don't think so. Um, You know, I I just think they kind of, you know, they got in a little funk and I think they need to figure it out. I mean, I don't, I don't see anything like teams have figured us out, so to speak. I, I think we're largely beating ourselves, whether it's with turnovers now or just, just really not looking sharp. And, and I don't, I don't have the answer to that. I'm just hoping they kind of get past it, flip a switch and, and, you know, start clicking again like they did early. You know, I'm not watching the game thinking, like, Hurts looks terrible or anything like that, yeah. you know. Uh, and I don't see any reason why the play calling would have changed because it's not like, you know, he beat some good teams early on. So, uh, I don't know. I, I don't have the answer. I think they just need to trust them and, and get back to it and put the ball in the hands of our playmakers. Yeah, I mean, the receiver fumbles have really been backbreakers. I mean, between like Goddard's fumble, Quez Watkins fumble, AJ Brown's fumble, like these were good drives that kind of got derailed. And I don't even know. I mean, who is that on? Like they just need to be preaching ball security and, you know, kind of figuring that stuff out. I, I don't know what you do as a coach to be like, Hey, don't fumble. It's killing us. But hopefully those are just outliers. Uh, what about you, Justin? You're a little nervous. Like maybe they don't think he's the guy and that's why they're not letting him throw on these, on these, you know, drives here at the end of the game. No, I, th- I think it's more just, you know, the way the offense is set up. And I do think, you know, the commander's game, I think we could have potentially blown them out without the turnovers. The Colts yeah. game was a different story, though. It does seem like um, 
they're they're catching on a little bit more possibly but uh like we said previously i mean no goddard in the lineup i don't think it can be understated enough i mean you had tyree jackson there with a penalty i think calcaterra had one too um stole had a I, I know at least one catch in the game, so that was nice to see. But he, he's kind of a safety valve at some points, and it seems like the most screens, or at least the most successful screens, um, have been to Goddard this season. And, you know, with taking that out of the game, you're going to see a little bit more pressure on Hertz. And, and you saw this game, and luckily Hertz was able to kind of uh, put him on his back and uh, scramble for a number of yards there, especially on that last drive. Um, and, you know, make some decent plays – Decent plays with his legs, uh, that touchdown at the end, too. I don't think that has anything to do with the coaching staff trying to take the ball out of his hands, though, by any means. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. That that kind of seemed and, – and, again, I, uh, the big pass play was that offensive P.I., which I did think was a was a good play by Hertz to find that find uh, Miles Sanders deep. And Miles Sanders to, like, draw the um, P.I., I mm. think, was a good – you know, like a veteran move, crafty move. Now, yes, yeah, Sirianni as, was talking about how they uh, they trained them to do that, and and uh, Miles was talking to him after the game, saying, "Hey, am I going to get on the tape now so you can can show <laughs> other guys in the future?" The coaching tape. That. Here's what you do. The other thing that's driving me crazy, and it's not just us; it's in the league in general. Is they keep calling these illegal man downfields. They've been super mm. strict with these penalties. There were there were a bunch of them on the Thanksgiving games. It's it's absurd. Like it's not a, even the Eagles, um, but the Eagles do seem to get called a ton. It's just like so annoying to watch. Who care? I, I, I get it. You don't want the lineman running downfield. But in that Giants Cowboys game on Thanksgiving, the lineman was like maybe three yards downfield, and then immediately goes back to the line of scrimmage. Took a took a touchdown off the board. I mean, if that if the Giants score there, they might have beat the Cowboys. Very mm. annoying. What about <laughs> uh, what about off the field? Well, technically on the field, but not during the game. Nick Sirianni after the game gets on the bench and yells somewhere in the crowd, "This one's for Frank." Um, again, I, I'm a Nick Sirianni guy. I've liked him for the majority of his tenure here. And I appreciate his passion. I like when he gets fired up, but that came off kind of douchey. I don't know what else to say. Like this was just, you know, like this one is for Frank. I don't, I don't even really understand it. Like who is he yelling at Jim Ursay? I, I just don't get it. Um, I get why you'd want to be positive about, Hey, this guy gave you a start, but that, that kind of came off poorly. Rob, how see you. Yeah, I, I thought the same, and I'm a big Sirianni fan. I usually love his passion. I love when he gets fired up. But the whole Frank Reich thing, I mean, I think he mentions Frank Reich in literally every single <laughs> press conference he does. Uh, him and his other, uh, the other coach uh, that he, you know, had experience with. Um, and and it's fine. I get it. Frank was a mentor for him, but, like, we we, we get it. We understand, like, but Frank Reich's not on the Eagles, and the screen no. like this win is for Frank Reich, who's not even part of the team. <laughs> I, I don't know. I I, I thought it was kind of weird. I, I didn't love it. Um, it also shows kind of why I don't really want Frank Reich to join our staff. I, I think Frank Reich is a good coach, but I, I still I just fear that Sirianni would become so deferential to him um, that he would just have have too much influence for an assistant coach. So. Um, I'm with you, Sean. I, I didn't love it, but I'll give him a pass on it. 
Yeah, good point. I mean, sometimes after our podcast, if we have a really good one, Justin will yell, this is for Bill Simmons. And, you know, because he really, <laughs> really wants to honor Bill Simmons, big fan. Really? I mean, yeah. Justin, those the best takes. What can I say? <laughs> I mean, I appreciate the passion and the guys do seem to respond to him, but that came off kind of douchey. Right. I mean, I mean, yeah, right? I'm with you guys. I mean, I, I think it was kind of Nick being Nick. He's a, he is a bit corny. At least I find him to be, uh, but you know what? I, I guess it was, as you guys said, but now he's turning into kind of like our, our kind of, uh, weird uncle Nick to a certain extent, but he's part of our family. So I'll take it. <laughs> that's just uncle Nick. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah. You know, he gets a little rowdy at Thanksgiving, but that's, you know, that's uncle Nick. Taking a quick break to talk about win bet. Hey, I know there's Eagles fans everywhere. Virginia, Tennessee, New York, New Jersey, especially Michigan, Louisiana, Indiana, Colorado, Arizona. I've been to some Eagles bars in Colorado. They represent for sure. Hey, you want to get down on the birds? Eagles lane six and a half. And what better way to hit a sweet same game parlay than by going over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet, where you can bet big, win even bigger. And of course, without bet $100, get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present state where playthrough room that is available. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. And of course, make sure to check out our Cyber Monday sale. Plenty of awesome SGPN merch. 20% off when you use a promo code cyber store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. One day only. I love the uh, diehard Eagles hoodies. Highly recommend them. The thin ones are very fun. You can use uh they're really good for just kind of any sort of weather situation store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com promo code cyber. And we're back on the diehard Eagles podcast. All right. Uh, as far as fans, Oh, I don't know. Did you guys, I'm obviously the probably the more superstitious of the group. I did wash my Jalen hurts Jersey before uh, the um before the Colts game. I don't know if that helped. Uh you know, just trying to redial things in juju wise. I did think one of my hats was tied to Juju. I've since discarded that hat as far as official hats to wear during games. But <laughs> uh Rob, any adjustments you're making as a fan? No. Uh I did I don't think I wore the same t shirt that I wore from Arizona in the loss. So I did throw mm. that back on this week. Um, so maybe that helped and, uh, I'm just going to stick with it, stick with the, the simple t-shirt and, uh, I got some Eagles, uh, you know, athletic shorts that I like to wear as well. Yeah. It's funny. I, I wore my shirt that I wore to Arizona for the first time since Arizona. It was the one with, uh, Jalen Hurts's big face on the front with the shades. And, uh, I think in the third quarter I took it off and my wife was like, why are you taking your shirt off? I was like, they don't deserve, <laughs> they don't deserve for me to wear this shirt. I just put it down and put on my other shirt. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Justin watched the rest of the game shirtless. <laughs> And then things start going bad. Sorry, I got to take my pants off. This yeah. is the only, this is the only <laughs> strip, strip fandom. <laughs> um, just, you know, talking about the division, 
the Cowboys got a win over the Giants. I don't, I don't, they didn't really look, neither team looked great, honestly. And Giants just have taken a ton of injuries, which is really unfortunate. I hate to see that. Uh, one highlight, though, was, of course, the screen grab of uh, Dak having a photo of Dak on his screen lock. <laughs> it's just, just, I don't know. That's just an all time Dak move is, uh, it is putting himself Justin. If, if one player on the Eagles had to have a photo of themselves as a screen lock, who would your guess be? Oh man. Um, Jake Elliott, <laughs> <laughs> he gives up potentially vibes of, of having him on his phone. I don't know, but you were talking about corny with Nick Sirianni and douchey. Uh, I, I think that's like the ultimate corny douchey move right there. Having yourself as your own wallpaper, but I mean, to be expected from Dak, right? Yeah. Were you that surprised? No, no. It was just, it was funny. I, I think if, if it had to be someone on the Eagles, I might say Darius Slay, just because like cornerbacks are kind of naturally swaggy and like, you know, it would be like him making an interception or something like that. Big play Slay. That would be my guess. Rob, who do you think would, uh, Certainly not Jason Kelsey, but if you if one of these no, I think I saw a tweet actually. Someone tweeted Kelsey's, and it was like the default like screensaver. He never even (laughs) changed it. Um, (laughs) That sounds about right. Yeah, uh, you know, great question. I agree. I think it would be someone on defense. Um, Fletcher like a Derek Barnett or something. (laughs) (laughs) Derek Barnett. Uh, He just looks at it. (laughs) Was ACL healing? (laughs) What about the, uh, what about the NFC East in general? Now, you know, giants have lost Cowboys won, and commanders continue to win it. Do you think all three teams get into the playoffs? And again, it does seem like it's us versus Cowboys for the division, but Rob, if you had a guess right now, how many teams in the NFC East make the playoffs? Well, I I mean, easily, I think the current, standings have all three of us making it um yeah but there is a lot of things the giants could drop out if if you're if you're asking me i just think down the stretch they're gonna lose a couple and again i do like dable i do think he's doing a good job so i think long term uh they're still gonna have to get their quarterback situation figured out but um they are trending in the right direction um what's What's to figure out? They have a franchise historic player oh, in, yeah. according to in, a friend Daniel of ours, Jones. correct? Um, <laughs> although he's a fourth year player, none of the other years counted. Um, <laughs> he's so ready to make I, that I, year one to year two jump in his fourth year. <laughs> no, I think it's going to be us and, and the Cowboys. I, I think the Giants may just miss it. I, they have a shot, but I think they're going to just miss it. And probably another team's going to come on and jump them at the end is my guess. Cause we still have to play them uh, twice, right? We haven't played them at all. Yeah. Yeah. We got, so, you know, that's hopefully two losses for them. Uh, knock on wood. Um, so I, I think us and the Cowboys will, will make the playoffs. Justin. Yeah. I'm going to, uh, I would say, yeah, I'm going to say we all, all three of us make it. Uh, I am with Rob there. I don't, I wait, all three it. of us meaning, wait, meaning us. Th- sorry. Our, our team, all three of us in the NFC East. So uh, the Eagles, the Cowboys and giants. Okay. Is what I meant. Yeah. Uh, so no you know, it, 
Danny Dimes, um, you know, is he is he's got some consistency now. Full year of a good coach, as as our good friend likes to say. So, well, why not? Why why not say that he can sling it a little bit down towards the end of the season here? Um, I don't know. I'm just. Uh, I think Dayball is a good coach, as as Rob said as well. Um, I think they might be able to sneak it out. I haven't looked at the schedules of all the other teams though either. See what's what, but um, they got the lead right now, so. There you go. Yeah, I, I think I would go. Um, I would say I think the commanders and Cowboys make it. And I think Giants are the odd man out just because I think their schedule is pretty tough and they're just got a ton of injuries and they seem like the least sustainable. Whereas, you know, Washington is kind of like coming together and playing their best football right now. And you can't underestimate how powerful it is to have Carson Wentz on your bench as a team. It just, <laughs> oh, it really it turns the team around. And when, when are the Colts going to play Nick Foles? I mean, come on, this is ridiculous. You keep bringing back Matt Ryan. I mean, what are we doing? All right. Uh, moving on to the Packers. We got the Eagles Packers Sunday night football. It's um, all black uniforms coming out. That should be pretty fun. Rob, I assume you're really upset because it's a primetime game and you have to stay up pretty late right now. Uh, The spread, although I will say I, I, I like the Sunday primetime more than Monday. Yeah. And, and at least, I don't know it when they play on Monday or Thursday, it kind of throws off your whole schedule, but the Eagles six and a half point favorites at home against the green Bay Packers Packers coming off long rest and a loss to the Titans. Rob, let's talk offense. What are the keys to uh, getting a win for the Eagles on the offensive side? Yeah, I think like I said before, I think um, I'd like to see them start by establishing the run. Obviously, we've been struggling moving the ball, but, you know, we're still an effective running team. Um, So I'd like to start it, and and I want to see it with Miles Sanders. Uh, we've, We've talked about this before, but I'm sick of the, like, third down plays and crucial moments where like Boston Scott's in or like Gainwell's in like just run Miles Sanders. Um, so let's get it started there. And then hopefully it opens up the pass. And, you know, I don't think there's any secret. Let's get the ball to AJ Brown. I know he, I think he had an illness, but he's back. He, he was a full participant today that I saw. So he should be good to go Devonta, um, you know, and uh, obviously we don't have Goddard. So, uh, I, I think you just get the ball in the hands of our playmakers. When you're in a funk, that's what you do, and you you know just let them get the game going. So I hope that Steichen kind of looks at the play calling a bit. I think there's been some questionable decisions lately, um, so hopefully he kind of gets back to basics and what worked early on. Justin, what about you? Yeah. What's, uh, what's one key player matchup we got to get right come Sunday night? No, I mean, I'm with Rob. I think it does put the ball in Miles Sanders' hands. They have the 25th-ranked run defense right now. Um, there's no reason why we shouldn't give them a heavy dose of the run um, and and keep it going. Um, I, obviously, some of that is dictated by having the lead and not getting behind so that we're not forced to pass. But I think stay within ourselves. Um, and as Rob said, I mean, I'm, I'm 100% behind that game plan. Yeah. And I think, you know, matchup wise, rushing, I, to your point, I, I think is a good spot for us. Gives us some, um, you know, gives us some confidence. I think getting, you know, continue to get some of these other receivers involved, your Zach Pascal's, your Quez Watkins. Um, fine. Cause I don't think you're going to get that explosiveness from 
you know, they were getting from Dallas Goddard with these other tight ends. So I think Quez Watkins, Zach Pascal, and Mm. maybe even have Quez or Zach Pascal run some of these bubble screens. And it, it sounds obvious, but just not fumbling is really, uh, you know, between Hertz's fumble that put the defense in a bad spot. And then AJ Brown's fumble when they had a great drive, you don't fumble mm-hmm. there. And I, I think they coast. Um, so again, that you can't give them any sort of hope as far as the defensive side of the ball to me, it's just don't let Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon get going. I feel pretty good about our cornerbacks matching up against, you know, Christian Watson and, um, you know, Lazard and, and guys like that. So I, I, AJ Dillon, who's a big guy, tough to tackle, hasn't been super explosive, but really Aaron Jones, I think could be trouble if we let him get going. Uh, but I expect to see a great effort of the team at home Sunday night, prime time, Rob, what do we got to do on defense? Yeah. I mean, I put Indomitian Sue in coverage. Yeah, I mean that would be a good start. Just drop all the guys back and and let them get coverage. But no, I actually I think what concerns me most about this game is, I mean you you touched on the run. I think clearly that is an issue. But I, I I'm kind of concerned with Rogers, just picking us apart with short passes. Um, you know I think our our corners do pretty well defending the longer passes, but I think Gannon's defense can be soft. Um, giving up the short passes. And I think if you get a veteran like Rogers who might be patient enough to just kind of take in, take what he's getting and completes those short passes, you know, that, that concerns me. So I, I hope we don't give that. And I know that's kind of part of the bend don't break, but it could be a, just keep bending against Rogers and ultimately they'll score. So um, I want to see that like intermediate five, 10 yard passes, uh, you know, us prepared for those. Justin, what about you? Yeah, on, the, on that note, I, I kind of put maybe it's a little bit opposite of what Rob said, but I, I kind of understand what he's saying. I, I think just make sure he doesn't have those deep passes against us. Uh, from what I've seen with Green Bay, though, just that young receiving core, they do not have the timing with him right now. They still don't this deep into the season. So I, I just think that he seems to get frustrated with them on those, even those short timing routes at times. So I think if we could just eliminate, you know, those deep passes when he wants to go for them, um, we should be okay, hopefully, because I think Rogers is one of those guys where eventually he's almost like a cousins. Like he just has to throw it deep at some point regardless. So, and, and sometimes he hits him, sometimes he doesn't. And I think we got to just make sure that he doesn't. There is that one young receiver though. He's who's kind of starting Watson. to uh, Watson. Yeah, Watson. yeah, he had yeah, he's yeah. had five touchdowns in two games. Kind of a speedy guy. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, you know, if Slay gets burned by him, come on, dude, what are you doing? Yeah, uh, I mean, he's gone deep to him a couple times. Yeah, yeah, no, they, he's really been their only spark on offense past couple of games. All right, time for the final score predictions and. Diehard Eagles player of the game. Rob, I'll let you kick things off. Who do you got and what is the final score? I'm going to say the final score is 24 to 17 Eagles. I think we can Ooh. pull it out, um, but I don't, I, I think it's going to be one of those uncomfortable games that maybe comes down toward the end where you're hoping Rogers doesn't put together a drive. Um, I'm going to say the player game is Miles Sanders. I do think they're going to kind of get back to the run and try to reestablish it. And and I'm going to say uh, two touchdowns for Sanders. 
I like it. Justin, how say you? I'm going to say 30 to 20. 30 to 20. There you go. Uh, player of the game. Um, yeah, I, I don't see any reason why if we win this game and we do what we need to do, it shouldn't be Sanders. So uh, maybe on the defensive side of the ball, I'm going to say Josh Sweat then uh, is able to have a good game, get in there, have a couple sacks. I like it. I'm going to say 28-20, kind of copying Rob. I think the game ends with Aaron Rodgers throwing an interception to Darius Slay, my player of the game, and then he's going to make some crazy hand gesture like, like you know, oh, the receiver was in the wrong space or my thumb, it's broken. That's why I've been sucking the entire season. Guy's really soft. So 28-20, to 20, go birds. Eagles get the win. They get the cover. Again, head over to sportsgamingpodcast.com slash win bet. Follow us on Twitter at DieHardEagles52 and uh, check out the merch store. Get some Die Hard Eagles gear. We're doing a 20% off Cyber Monday sale. Just use the promo code Cyber store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. For Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean Stagging the Money Green. For Rob, for Justin, go birds. Go, go birds. birds.